I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Pope Benedict XVI has landed in Cuba. It's his first visit to the communist-run island. Pope John Paul II was there 14 years ago when he met with then-President Fidel Castro. Some things have changed slowly in Cuba since then, but a lot hasn't. And many, both in Cuba and outside the country, are hoping Pope Benedict pushes Cuban leaders for more change during his visit. Monica Campbell reports from Havana. There's a grand debate going on now in Cuba over just what the Pope's visit might accomplish, spiritually and politically. Yanis Letty, a young mom who lives in downtown Havana, said there's no question it will be a boost to the nation, regardless of one's faith. This trip to Cuba helps to unite us, ourselves, more. There are those who are religious and those who aren't. And the hope is that he'll bring people together to care for one another, independent of politics or religion. So much has changed with both politics and religion since the first papal visit to Cuba 14 years ago of Pope John Paul II. As a result of that trip, then-President Fidel Castro lifted religious restrictions that had been in place since the 1959 revolution. Batista said she's excited to take her young son to see the Pope's Mass this Wednesday and feel free to do so. He's the Pope. He represents, wow, like God on earth. On Sunday at the Santa Rita Church in Havana's Miramar neighborhood, Father Jose Perez spoke about the Pope's visit. Perez also stayed away from politics. He stressed that the overall meaning of the Pope's visit is to present Christ to the world. After the Mass, though, one group of women, activists known as Ladies in White, took a far more aggressive tone. The women, some of whom are relatives of political prisoners, hold their now customary protest march from the Santa Rita Church down a large Havana street. They're unique in Cuba for regularly and openly criticizing the communist regime for abusing human rights. Under the shade of a large ceiba tree, protest leader Bertha Soler spoke to foreign reporters and called for the release of jailed political dissidents in Cuba. The press was also anxious to see whether, as usual, pro-government crowds would turn up and harass the women. In eastern Cuba, the activists claimed that 18 of their members were recently detained. But in Havana, the march went peacefully. In one of Havana's poor neighborhoods, people were far more muted about the Pope's visit, though not entirely apolitical. Roberto, who only gave his first name, is an auto mechanic, thin and underemployed. He picked up some extra work on Sunday and said he'd spend his pay on milk for his two children. Regarding the Pope's visit, he said, It doesn't matter to me whether he comes or not, because for us, for the poor people here, we don't receive anything from the Pope. He said that the Pope's visit will do more to benefit the Cuban government, to let the world know that it tolerates religious freedom and the Church's critical view. And while Roberto was more open than he might have been in the past... He cut the interview off, saying, it's not good to talk about how we live here. Even before touching down on Cuban soil, Pope Benedict made headlines stating that Marxism no longer corresponds to reality. 
To that, President Raul Castro's foreign minister, Bruno Rodriguez, offered the brief response that Cuba would, quote, listen respectfully to the pontiff. Whether the pope will repeat his words directly to Castro this week is unknown. For The World, I'm Monica Campbell in Havana, Cuba.